You know, Jesus was like a breath of fresh air to a world that was trapped in sin. Genesis 1-2, let's talk about the breath for just a moment. The Bible says in Genesis 1-2, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon or on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now, I want you to get this picture. In the Hebrew, the meaning there of the spirit hovering is a lot like that of a mother hen brooding over her chickens. The spirit of God was awaiting the command of God to move on the face of this earth and create it. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. God spoke. Now, evolutionists take billions of years to do that, but God can do it in a second just by speaking it. The interesting part of this verse is that the Hebrew word for spirit is the same word for breath. The Hebrew word is ruach, and it means air in motion. It is the same word for breath, and it also means life. By resemblance to breath and air in motion, it means spirit. So God's spirit, now follow me here, God's spirit is life and breath. It is the breath of God. When God speaks, when God exhales, creation takes place. Stay with me on this. That's why one word from God is so powerful. Because it has creative force. Because the Holy Spirit executes His word exactly as He wants it done. When God breathes, things happen. Because His Word has life. The life of the Word is the Spirit. The Spirit makes His Word alive, quickens it, and causes it to perform exactly what He says. In Genesis 2, 6 and 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and did what? Breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. God breathed into dirt, and dirt breathed and became life. He breathed what? Spirit. When God breathes a word, it is spirit. It is life. To you today, to me today, brings that life. As I was thinking on this breath of heaven, I thought about Mary and I said, you know, it must have been difficult for her. A single young woman chosen by God for the greatest mission the world would ever know, to bear in her womb the Savior of the world. Wow. Man. And you thought you've had responsibility. She didn't have a BS degree, an MS or MA degree, or a PhD, or none of that. We don't even really know for sure just how old she was. Some estimate as young as 15, some as old as 25. I know what I was like at 15. I couldn't have done this. I mean, it, it just is amazing to me. What do you suppose her prayers were like during those days when she had to bear the burden of shame before her community? And certainly I'm sure they must have heaped a bunch of shame and condemnation on her. You are pregnant. You are betrothed. Now, in the Jewish culture, betrothed was almost the same as being married. You are pledged to Joseph and you are pregnant? I can just hear her parents. Girl, you what? And then she explains... I have not had relations with a man. God did this to me. Right. Has this ever happened before? No. Is there anything in Scripture that we can recall that might be like this? Sarah, maybe? But Abraham was involved in that one. What did she do when she felt the baby move? 
Now, you ladies that have had that privilege of being a mother, you remember the first time the baby moved? You remember that? Wasn't that awesome? See, guys, but we don't get to enjoy none of that. We don't get to experience any of that that mothers get to experience. And I can imagine when that baby first moved in Mary's womb that she touched that baby and thought back to what the angel had told her. Wow, you mothers that have have raised children or are raising children, remember the awesome responsibility you felt for that little life inside you? Fathers, remember that awesome responsibility that suddenly dawned on you. I'm a daddy. My responsibility just increased substantially. Fathers today are having trouble living up to their responsibilities. They're running away in large numbers. What did she feel when the baby moved? 